Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, Jenna. Hello. How are you? I've seen better days. I've been the... What, how was the next line? I don't know, but that's I all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jenna, so happy to be chatting with you. Ditto. Love talking about the Lord with you. Love hearing your heart. I'm very tender. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about you. Thanks, Beth. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to use my words more. I think lots of loving thoughts about people. What would it be like if I just said more of them? That's very kind. You know, the Lord. He's a good one. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this talk yesterday. It was about the three words in scripture. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Abraham, when he's sacrificing Isaac. Yeah, he yeah. says, Abraham, here I am, Lord. No Then the way. Lord asks him to do it. He has the knife yeah, about yeah. to sacrifice Isaac. The angel of the Lord comes. Abraham, Abraham. And he says, here I am. The speaker who's giving this talk said, I always thought that that was Abraham's greatest test is Mm. sacrificing Isaac. But what if his final test was to still hear the Lord in the midst of the trial? That's incredible. In the midst of this great suffering to still hear the Lord call his name and still respond with here I am. You know, I always have my Bible with me so I can always hear God's voice because in the midst of something big, emotional, something that's like time sensitive when like my anxiety is like kicked up or like there's pressure to discern. It's very hard for me to hear the Lord. So I like have to have a Bible so I can hear him. So holy cow, that is everything. Isn't that so cool? To have such a like docile, attentive heart that you could hear the Lord at the moment of your greatest suffering, most intense emotional pain to hear and respond. Wow. Okay. So here I am as the authentic, immediate response of your soul. Yeah. In Psalm 40, it says, then I said, here I am in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh my God, your law is within my heart. My spiritual director calls that poised readiness that you're kind of always ready to hop up at any moment and go in either direction. No matter if it's like in your favor or lining up with your desires or totally the antithesis of what you would have envisioned, you're like on the balls of your feet, ready to move. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The other thing he says about Abraham and Isaac, it's the first time in scripture that anyone talks about worship. Abraham says... My son and I are going to go up the mountain and worship. Just like the whole imagery of Abraham and Isaac is like insane. Yeah. Isaac with the wood on his back going up this mountain. Yeah. A prefigured Christ. Just like crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So also to think if Isaac is the prefigured Christ, he was going up to worship God. Jesus was going up to Mm. the cross to worship God, to give God his like do worship. Yeah. What was right. 
And then the guy who's giving the talk went off kind of on this tangent. So sorry, I'm going to say it too. (laughs) But he was like, worship is not a genre of music. Worship is a posture of the heart. Yes. When you get low in your posture of your body or your soul, then your heart rises above your head to constantly be poised. Yeah. To say, I'm right here, God. Yeah. Worshiping and praising and thanking you. Here I am. It's fascinating to me that Abraham would respond to such a radical request. It's fascinating to me that he believed that that was God. Because I just think about like my own discernment. Like when I hear the Lord, I'm like, wait, is that right? Right. Okay, so before he gets to this like radical request, this is Genesis 21, 33. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord the everlasting God. So he's in it with the Lord, worshiping God, communing with him. Now, listen, this might be a stretch, but at the beginning of this encounter, the beginning of this call to sacrifice his son, Genesis 22, verse one, after these things, God tested Abraham. Like it was just normal conversation. Could you imagine? (laughs) You're just hearing from God, talking to God all the time. This presumes this was not out of the blue. And, you know, if you read, like, whatever leads up to this chapter of Genesis, there is relationship there. Right. How else would he have trusted that it was the Lord's voice and trusted and had faith to respond if there was not already a relationship? Right. You're obsessed with that verse about going into the secret place? I like John 1. It's just so sweet. Nathaniel. Sweet, sweet Nathaniel, brought over by Philip. Nathaniel says to Jesus in John 1, 48, where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. So I went into commentary to go see like what the fig tree symbolized. Yeah. And it was Nathaniel's secret place. Wow. Jesus saw him there. And Nathaniel's like, no one knows about that spot. Wow. And Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Just like the tenderness of Jesus to say, like, you've been praying, you've been there, and you were not alone. I heard you. I saw you. My eyes were on you before you ever, like, came and met me. I saw you. Mm. I listened to you. And really that his call is like a response to Nathaniel's heart cry. Even I had this experience in prayer and it's like I was trying to explain it to a friend and I just couldn't. Mm. And I was almost like, you know what? Actually, don't comment on it at all because you are not going to get it. And I can't even articulate it. It's just so deep. This like knowing and understanding. There aren't even words for it. Like the Lord wasn't even speaking words. Mm. I was trying to journal what I was like sensing from his heart and I couldn't do it. That's the secret place. Yeah. It's not a physical place. It's like an inner room, not right. an actual room. Yeah. An inner room where we like hear the voice of God, feel the voice of God, and feel his presence. Yeah. I just love what you said that the Lord was always looking at him. And I want my heart to always just be there. I want my heart to always be in my inner room, in my mm. secret place with the Lord. Poised and ready. Poised in readiness to say, here I am. Okay, so that's my favorite 
he doesn't actually call it a secret place, but that's my favorite yeah. thing to think about when yeah. I think about the secret place. But you have a favorite in Matthew. Yeah, well, it's becoming a favorite. Where he actually talks about the secret place, right? Yeah. Like an inner room. Let me read the verse before I like extrapolate on it. Okay. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. I think we mistakenly think that's exclusively about pride, have this relationship with the Lord, but like it's, it's over here and you do it without a lot of people knowing about Mm, it. Do you know what I I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like go be humble. Yes. Yeah. I think that's one level Uh of understanding, but I think it's kind of like the low hanging fruit, Mm -hmm. like go be humble, go get your stuff together (laughs) in your inner room and don't tell anybody about it. Be humble. But I think what's moving me about it is that it says your father who is in secret, your father who sees in secret. Like if I want to encounter the father, I have to go into that inner place, into my inner room. The innermost place of like union and communion is with the father. So I've just been thinking about that in my year of father. We're not too far into the year, but I'm just not really getting father (laughs) as my word. It's nice. It's there. It's steady. It speaks to my heart that if I want to encounter the father, I'm going to meet him in my inner room, in the secret place. Did you tell that to me last week about the father? Mike just said that to me, I think. No. Yeah, he was like, the father's the one who's there. No. I was like, yeah. No. Yeah. Goodness. Isn't that crazy? So cool. But you know what? There's only one spirit. I know. The Holy Spirit. So, of course, he's going to reveal the same truths about his word to different people because it's true, and it's him doing the revealing. Yeah crazy. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Yeah. So how do we cultivate a little inner room in our heart? I'm thinking about Nathaniel (laughs) under the fig tree. You know, I can't confirm this, but I don't think he was just there one day. I don't think it was like, oh, that's weird. Were you like walking by that one day last Tuesday when I was under the fig tree? No, I think that was his place. And Jesus knew about it and saw him there and like met him there already. I think we develop a secret place no matter where that is physically. I think we create an inner room just by being with the Lord every day. You know, my whole deal, all I ever want to talk about is having a daily personal relationship with Jesus, conversational dialogue, committed prayer, being with the Lord every single day. Now, listen, here's where I think it can get tricky in that interpretation of Matthew 6, 6, is that you think you can never share what goes on in prayer. And I don't think that's what's going on here. Agreed. Because I think when you do share, hey, I did this today and you can too. Yeah. Here's what the Lord's like showing me in prayer. When you talk about that with a friend or post about it on Instagram, whatever, that same spirit is beckoning to other people to go into their inner room. That's why we would share about what the Lord's doing, because we want other people to encounter him. Well, even back to John 1, Philip went and got Nathaniel. He's like, come and see. Yeah. Makes me think of Teresa of Avila. You know, she wrote Interior Castle. I think that's an expression of this Matthew 6, 6. Like when she goes in and encounters the Lord 
in the spirit, in her soul, in her imagination, yeah. her holy imagination, she's in physical rooms. And that's, I think, another layer of developing an inner room is like having a trysting place, a meeting place. Yeah, trysting would be like two lovers, like meeting Ooh. in secret. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so having this secret place where you meet up interiorly, even what it looks like. I remember the first time the Lord showed me a house in prayer, and I thought that was going to be like my house in heaven. And anyway, now it's like a thing. We have many houses, and they come to mean different things, and different people come to different houses. And some houses are being repaired, some are being restored, some are torn down and rebuilt from like foundation up. And it's been one of the most beautiful interesting (laughs) ways to pray is to be with Jesus in physical rooms and houses. And then to find out some years into this spiritual practice of like building houses with the Lord, that my name, Beth, means house. It's the coolest. It's so cool how the Lord knew that all along. I just thought it was like a nice image about a particular situation. And the Lord's like, no, you, you have no idea. We're building many houses because I want to live in your house. So I genuinely think all it is, is showing up. And I know people are always asking like, how do I start a prayer life? You just do it. You just decide to pray every day. Don't you think? I think someone asked us on a QA and a once, how do you pray in gratitude? I just say, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I think we have ideas about prayer and how like, that it should be very formal or formulaic. Or that that's the only way to have a quote-unquote prayer life. To have a quote-unquote prayer life, you wake up in the morning and you say, Lord, I give this day to you. I'm going to give you another option. Tell you me. You wake up in More the morning. More options. I love them. And you say, hi, Lord. Good morning. I didn't sleep very well. My contact is bugging me. I'm telling him right now. My contact is really bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, now I think... Praying throughout the day, praying always in the words of St. Paul. Yes. Beautiful. Let's do that. But that does not, I think, replace sitting down with the word every day, setting aside time every day to only spend on the Lord. Like, I'm here for you. I'm here because I love you is different than like chatting throughout the day. It's the Catholic both and. I think the point is we don't do either of those things, chat with the Lord throughout the day or set aside time to be with the Lord every day out of obligation. These are like moves of the heart. And I think when I read like Matthew 6, 6, like go into your inner room and shut the door, it sounds like go to your room. You know what I mean? Oh, it sounds like yeah, yeah, yeah. shut the door, be quiet, like take a time out. Yeah. Again, maybe I'm like, reading that from my own human, wounded kind of mindset. But I think it's motivated by love, right? We go into the inner room to be with the Father, not to be scolded by the Father, but to be loved by the Father. We chat with Him throughout the day because we love Him and He loves us. We're motivated by love rather than obligation. And that's hard on days that you don't feel it, but that's why we have to go. 
We have to go and be with him because when the love doesn't come as readily to us to extend to the Lord, we have to go and receive mm, from him yeah. to be filled up just to even like get through the day. Totally. I just keep coming back to the here I am. Mm. Like that even that we would go into that room and say, here I am, Lord. Whoa, you just like pulled back the veil for me. You just show up. And say, here I am, Lord. Yeah. It's not about like reading a certain thing or praying a certain prayer or checking it off your list. You're just going open. I'm setting aside this time, Lord. Here I am, Lord. I'm here for you. What do you want to talk about? Where do you want to go? What do you want me to do? And I like what you said. I like that even if we're not coming with consolation for the Lord, where we're like praising Him and worshiping Him Mm. and saying, I love you, I'm so grateful for you, even if it's not that, we can sit there in silence and say, here I am, please fill me up. Mm. Like, I need you. I need your grace. I need your love. But we have to go into that secret room to be filled up by Him. It doesn't come from like the chaos of everyday life. I think even when we are feeling it and we go in, you know, I'm thinking about like the disciples when they're sent out, Maybe it's Mark 6. They come back to Jesus and he's like, how'd it go? Yeah. (laughs) And they're like all amped. You know, they cast out demons and they obeyed in your name. And Jesus is like, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. They're just like jazzed. And then Jesus is like, come away and rest. So we're going like all jazzed when things are going well. We want to love him. We want to like be with him and thank him. Sometimes he just wants to do something else entirely. Always for our good. Come away and rest, guys. But friend, honestly, I need to be reminded to come away. I need to be reminded that I can't do it without time with the Lord every single day. Agreed. And I can like kid myself into thinking, I'm talking to the Lord about this. I'm praying in the car. I'm listening to worship music in the morning. Yeah. That is different than sitting with him with nothing else to do but to be with him. Even like, taking a walk with God, even like exercising and talking to the Lord, I'm actually still working out talking to the Lord. Yeah. It's like he's with me doing my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not with him doing his thing. Yeah. I want to be with him doing his thing. Yeah. He's just sleeping on a boat. <sighs> <laughs> I was thinking when you were talking about the house, just like the thing I come back to a lot is boats. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was just thinking like, is our secret place a boat? <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? I was thinking about the Lord on my birthday and I said, Jesus, what did you like to do on your birthday? I just never thought to ask him that, you know? Okay. And he just like showed me the sea of Galilee. He just wanted to like go to the sea. So I think the sea is a secret place for the Lord. I think that's the reason he anchored his ministry there. I think it's the reason so many of us encounter him on the sea, on the seashore, on a boat, is because it's his secret place. That's beautiful. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Beth. Oh, thanks, friend. For jumping through some scripture with me today. Oh, I just love talking to you about the word. I love the way the Lord reveals himself to you in the word. It's so cool. It like gets me jazzed to be in the word, you know? And it shows me another side of the face of God. Yeah. Beth, would you like to close us in prayer? Let's do it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we've just been talking about you. (laughs) You know that. (laughs) And we love you. And 
We want to be with you, God. We want to be with you in your secret place. And we ask Mm -hmm. you, God, to cultivate in our souls a secret place, an inner room where we can encounter you, Father, where we can see your face. Please, Jesus, would you come and would you wipe away any dirt, any smudges, anything that mars the face of the Father. That's what you came to do, Jesus, to show us the Father. So would you help us, Jesus, lead us into the secret place to meet him there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Beth. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedisshe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.